Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Friends Bondi Beach Radio. We have no Harry Brewster Jones today. He left us. Very sad, very sad. But in his place, we have Nicholas Fayard. Yes, yes. Welcome back, Nicholas. It's been a little while. It has been, has. We also have Blake Stewart. I'm Blake Stewart. And a productionless show of uh, Boston Rodriguez. You look a little disheveled there, Boston. What's, what's going on? My goodness, and I'm so what's going on? Are you wearing shoes? You're wearing, you're wearing shoes. All right, you can never be me, Austin. You gotta get a, gotta get right down to the grime, the foot grime. How are you, man? You all right? Yeah, you had a good weekend. Week, oh, it's Tuesday, but this is, this is, this is pretty much my week. That's it. Oh boys, let me go, boys. Let me go down in the mud where the rivers all run dry. Yes, this is the fence. I'm your host, Luke Carroll. Here we are. Still get my laptop on. Hold on. Yes. So here we are. No Harry. No Harry. Where is Harry? Harry is touring with the Angels. Ooh. Yes. Is it, it at the Angels? Really, ooh, it's his dad's band. <laughs> it's his daddy. It's like, uh, yeah, I was saying Harry will be, I think he's only playing uh, three gigs in Tasmania, Perth, and South Australia. But you know, the Angels is a big uh, 80s rock. Are we ever going to see his face again? I hope, I hope not. not. I yep. hope not. I hope he fucks off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was saying to Harry, he's probably going to have a lot of those are older groupies. Yeah, because um, I heard that someone was saying, oh, Harry's gone on tour. Think about all the uh, the puss that yes. he's going to crush. Yes, the uh, <laughs> the outdated clams, Yeah, as it were. There's a lot of old biker ladies and yeah. pub ladies. and They know how to take care of you? Yeah. There's got to be a few. Uh, I experienced it once with Harry. At, um, the Angels the, yeah, phenomenon. I was, at, I was at the Bridge Hotel. Crushing that Asian. Uh, no, no, Angel in Balmain, And this lady came over. She's like, Hi, are you Harry Brewster Jones? John's, John's son? Did you roll with it? No, not me, not me, not me. Um, what's going talking on? Talking to Harry. The cavalry's arrived. <laughs> what's going on? Um, and yeah, Harry's like, oh yeah, that's me. And she's like, oh cool. Do you reckon I could get a photo with you and with uh, your dad and everything? And Pants and down. Harry's like, oh man, I'm not sure. I, I don't really know. I, I, Was I'm she good? Sit here, I'm having a beer. And she's like, oh, well, maybe you should just meet my daughter then. Oh, nice. She pushed her daughter over to so Harry. So she was old. And even her daughter was 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her daughter was about 25, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Because I was saying, there's this, the, uh, down your throat. the new generations that come in and they enjoy the new, uh, the, you know, the old bands. There's like, the, there's always like, because there'll always be like that an old rocker who then bangs an old rock and then they have a kid. Yep. 
And at some point, the female old rocker is probably hot. Mm-hmm. So the daughter's probably hot. Yep. So, so then the generate like it. it it's uh, seems to be filtering out. They're filtering out all the rock and roll lovers and all that kind of stuff. But they're <laughs> still there. Hopefully, Harry will uh, will bag one or two, well, three under the age of uh, fifty. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, Harry, we're thinking about you. You're out there too. Girlfriend? Huh? Doesn't he have a girlfriend? Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. But you know, all's fair in love and touring. And speaking all that. Oh, thank of, you. Uh, like me a coffee. Speaking, speaking of uh, Harry's girlfriend, our last week's episode when we were pushing Harry a little bit to get into the Oh, uh, the R seating. The R seating. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we had to go to dinner with Harry's girlfriend. Harry's she lovely was lady. Was she? And she said, "I listened to the show and Ooh. I realized that that was me." Yes. That you were talking about. Yes. Well, you know, unless you unless you don't want to do it, and then maybe maybe it'll be someone else. Well, she would, no, Someone's got to do the task, is what I'm saying here. Because look, let me explain this to you. Harry Brewster Jones. <laughs> for years, since I was I was this a young is man, be a beating up on Harry. Show. No, it's not going to be a beating up. He's not here to defend himself. <laughs> so but since I was a very young man, I've had a uh, a proclivity mm-hmm. for the R seating, mm-hmm. giving and receiving. How yep. young? Huh? How young? 16. Oh, my God. It's when you get it out, you know, when you f- when I first got the tallywackle out. <laughs> and so, you know, giving, receiving, it's all there. Yep. And I've been fascinated with, uh, and I've, I used to talk about it with Harry all the time. I used to tell Harry. I used to go, Harry, the arse, and Harry. the arse, and the arse, and the arse, and licking the arse. It's fantastic. And Harry used to say, you're disgusting, you're a gross creature. Mm-hmm. And he dismissed me. And then he got yep. to so maybe 19, 20, mm-hmm. and he started going... So this ass, <laughs> what's ah, the deal? Yeah, he wanted more information, and he was—it seemed pretty keen on the whole thing. And Harry's gone; he's been with several women, and he's had mm-hmm. girlfriends, and this and that, and several men, several yep. transvestites, and but none of them eat his ass. No, and it's a, it disappoints me. So every time Harry gets a new um, relationship going, mm-hmm. I say, "So what's going on with the ass, Harry?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, the we culminated last week with uh, bringing it up on the show. Yeah, I think that's the most verbal it's ever got. Yeah, I was hopeful that I was going to get a call from Harry the next day, going, "You are the greatest <laughs> man ever!" Like I, oh. and it was finally done. But um, you know, that's their personal lives. We all like to keep our uh, DVNC semi-private. Some of us do. I'm keep. Well, I keep. You know, I don't keep. I don't let it all out. No. Which know. is a worry. I don't want to know at all. Yeah. yeah. From what you do let out, it's worrying what isn't being left out. But amongst, well, that's but that's amongst friends, do you actually want to know everything? I yep. like to know a I little bit. I could look at Blake again if I really knew the deep dark No, because I've... Let me, ex- let me tell you another story there, Nicholas. Oh, no. oh. Several years ago, we might have been 17 at this point. Mm-hmm. We'd gone away up to Port Stevens, I believe it was. Oh, one, of the, one, of these, <laughs> one of these... <laughs> I already know where this story is going. And uh, we're staying in a place. It was me and Blake and, and two other friends and the, uh, and the Asian uh, father of our friend who was there as well. And I go into my... We'd, we'd all pretty much... So it had been set up <laughs> whose bed was who, right? <laughs> we knew whose bed was who. And I'd picked It's not bed. like there was names on the bed. Nobody wants the top bed. So I was like, I'll take the top bed. And anyway, we're all drinking. And I walk in the room, the bedroom, and I see Blake, <laughs> what could only be described as timidly, <laughs> timidly but firmly masturbating <laughs> in my bed, cock out. <laughs> and, and I was like, I can't, I can't really handle this. I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I was like, oh God. I tried to walk away. And then Blake proceeded to follow me around <laughs> with, with his cock in his hand, explaining that it wasn't what it looked like. It was all a big misunderstanding. 
I don't know what you said here. It was a snake bite. You were trying to squeeze out the poison. Something was happening. But yeah, so no, I'm, I'm, for, I'm fine with that. I was fine with that at the time. It was just a bit, a bit, a bit jarring. Because yeah. I thought, you know, there might be stains I'll be rolling around in at night. They were very confusing. Yeah, but so I'm, I know, I'm very comfortable with the whole thing, Nick. I know you like okay. to keep your deviancy on the down uh, uh, To some point. Like <laughs> what are you, like, what's your kink? Oh, man. Come on. Yeah, uh, we're all friends. You're on the fence now. This is I where we get. I have another show on this radio station. Don't worry about that. Orbital. I have, I have uh, uh, Orbital 2 p.m. Keep up. <laughs> Fortnightly's great show. There's a lot of... Yeah, a lot of, a lot of that. electronic music. Yeah, a lot of ambience. Yep. So, Nick, your kink. Mm-hmm. You like having your nipples licked? No. Toes? What is it? Balls? Ass? <laughs> To tell the truth, it's, it's weird. Like one of my major kinks, I'd say, it's so vanilla. But I, I really love lingerie. Oh, this that is, is so boring. Yeah, I know, terrible. I know, I know. But not you really. wearing the lingerie, no. or but uh, have you done that? Have you mostly, ju- mostly just like like those three quarter length stockings. You slipped on the shit. ladies' panties, though. You, we've all done no, that. You no, put no. it on. You go, ha ha! Look at me. My cock's poking outside. Yeah, only one asked to see. Nick, this is I see. This is why I think you 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 are the sicker. I am. The you probably s- like to sh- shit smeared all over your oh, face maybe, or something like that. Maybe I'm just not gonna. The let way you're out. trying to play this down. I'm, I'm trying to fill up an e-cigarette. Because Blake, you oh, it's an, I thought you were rolling. No, no, I um, I decided this morning to what stop smoking. And yeah. I'm just gonna like shove this. It's in not here. the same though. Like I know it's not the same. It's I it's, it's okay. An e-cigarette's okay as a um, alternative, but nah, nothing well, beats nothing beats the old cancer causer. Yeah, the death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks, Blake. Yep. You were with a lady recently. We don't want to name names. We get into details, but there was a yeah, there was a bit of a rough, 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 like yeah. a dog. Mm-hmm. Rough, rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, is that what, is that your kink? No, you're not into the rough. I can. What's the rough, rough? Because you're a big man with a big cock. So I'd imagine with the rough with you, you could get it could be a rape real quick. No, it's could everyone's always consensual. But you know what I'm but saying? That's, like that's you could it could be like, ow. That's not my kink though. Ow! Not that you, not that you, not the uh, you know the the saying impact versus intent. Mm-hmm. It's more that you the impact is w- the intent. would be the rape. Your intent wasn't to do that. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. More just like it's t- like we ever watched uh, interracial. Sex mm-hmm. and the blonde girl's going. It's too big. It's too big. Mm-hmm. And then you come very hard. Yep. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that's imagine. That's not my kink. No, but what is your kink, uh, Boston? We're going to get to you unless you want to flee the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Can I flee? Mm-hmm. Like sensory deprivation. The choking. Not the choking, but removing. Oh, other blindfolds. Senses. And Blindfold blocking the ears. Yeah, yeah. You know, you block a few senses, it heightens the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know about. Well, do you, do you like block your ear, put your fingers in your ears while yeah. you're getting your dick sucked or something? Put my fingers in my own ears. <laughs> 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 yeah, so no, no smelling. I like the smells. Mm-hmm. I don't like to, dep- you know, like some, I've heard a man say that uh, an ass- asshole is the poor man's Viagra. Ah. You give that a sniff and you're, uh, you're on go. board. The muskiness. It's a very disgraceful episode of The Fence, but yeah. without Harry here, our morals fly right out, out the window. window. Yes. Believe it or not, he he, he was the uh, the moral beacon. Which is, yeah, Harry, surprising. I thought Blake was. 
No. I thought Harry was a sick, twisted bastard. Can't you see where we're at already? We're <laughs> five minutes into the show. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, I just woke up. So, Boston? <laughs> you want to... Yeah, Boston. Are you, do you have kinks or are you a bit of a vanilla fellow? Mellow yellow? How does this work? And Hannah, we got to get your mic on? No, your mic's on. I've got a reputation to uphold here as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, nobody's on Representing Bondi yeah. Beach. All Boston. your listeners have passed on, Boston. They're, like, they've moved on. They've tuned Started out. their day. Don't they worry. had a big, fat breakfast morning show, and now they're... All right, well, we'll, we'll compromise. Uh, I'm <laughs> just going to answer yes or no. All right. So uh, what about the, the nipples? Nipple play? No. No, no nipple play. My goodness. Um, Funny enough, is react, if somebody fiddles with my nipples too much, there is there's potential for a headbutt. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Do they get a, they get a warning first? Eh? No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well that's, all right, well, that's my next question then. A very rough sex. <laughs> headbutts. <laughs> <laughs> nipple play and headbutts. Glorious. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to force pry too, too much in your life. Just anything you'd wish to di- divulge would be interesting. But, um, yeah, because, I mean, like, there's uh, obviously there's, uh, you know, things like spitting. You big spit like that. See, some people like to have, I was reading about this uh, Saudi Arabian prince who, when he has sex in, you know, Dubai or wherever the hell it is, I assume Saudi Arabia. In the freezer room? Yeah, in the freezer room. He brings out, it was listening to a girl on a, on a radio show, a porn star, who saying that he, this, this Arabian prince has dozens and dozens of porn stars and models and different women that he puts in this special house and he has to verse them in a game. I'll skip all this stuff. He has to verse them in a game and beat them and then he takes them into a freezer and he has to have sex in the free. He can't have them drip on him. There has to be no perspiration. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was a very, like a very cold, yeah, no fluids, no, like, you know, female fluids can't get on and all this kind of stuff. Like, hey, where are you at with the fluids? Oh, y- I'm not that far down the line. You know, I don't mind a bit of fluid, but that's extreme. Yeah, yeah. But funnily enough is uh, Jen Vanessa, who comes in and does our adult entertainment industry insider, comes in and does a feature on Friday. What? She was telling me the story. Yeah, we have a porn star coming breakfast every Friday. Uh, oh, really? Uh, is she yeah. Australian? Yeah, she's Canadian, but oh. she's, yeah, she's an Aussie resident. Yeah. Okay. I, and I she, think I need to tune in some more. Tell- <laughs> <laughs> you, you do, bro. She was telling us a story about some very mi- rich Muslim guy who kept on contacting her, and he wanted her to go round um, and do some trampling. Basically wanted to trample on his face in Ooh, stilettos. yes. Ooh. Right, yeah. And he kept on bugging out and bugging out, and she felt a distrust towards this guy. She felt it was a little bit too desperate and whatever. A year down the line, he's still sending the odd message saying, whenever you're ready to trample, mm. turn up. And she turns up eventually, goes to the hotel room, and... He makes her read out this piece in some kind of Muslim language. I don't know what the language was, and chant it over and over and over <laughs> again. She's willing to do anything for money at the end mm. of the day, so she ran with it. Yeah. But afterwards, she found out that she what, what she was reciting was Muslim marriage vows. Oh wow! Yeah, Ooh. so she got married to the guy, so that then he didn't have a guilty conscience for why he had a stripper trampling all over his face. Oof. Oh, he didn't yeah. try and keep her though. He let her go afterwards. He let her go afterwards, but it's okay. slightly um, hypocritical. Would would you not say? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, slight hypocrisy there. Yeah, they all. They, there's a lot of um, yeah, there's a lot of loopholes. There are the clearly. religious always find a few loopholes to get the fun. Isn't it? Yeah, like well, the, the uh, Catholic we, girls. Well, how are you with trampling? Would you would you enjoy somebody walking all over you? No, nah, yeah, I'm not into um, their like humiliation. 
are like, yeah, I'm not into being humiliated. I'd be if there's the whole sub dom type of situation. Like um, with my girlfriend, I feel like we have a very healthy relationship. So, but it's not uh, overly, you know, it never gets too crazy. But there's a yeah, there's a bit of dom, it's a bit of domination. But yeah, the this uh, the thing of yeah, like a guy being yeah tied up and yeah trampled on, like his genitals being stepped on and things like this and cigarettes put out on him and called a you know useless bitch. <laughs> I'm not into any of that. And I'm not uh, necessarily into calling women useless bitch unless that's what they're into. Then I can go buck wild, and get very creative. Yeah. Yep. And on that note, how's how's the Craigslist hunt going? Um, you see, the latest <laughs> thing, the latest is I was having this conversation all over the weekend. Is see, we wanna the new thing is the Tinder. Wanna trying to get on the Tinder. So speaking of Blake, he's on fifty thousand different things. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. And <laughs> but I was hearing that the Tinder is a very single couple. I don't want to go. But then there's a couple Tinders. But I don't want to get into a niche thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to go just go find regular people. So there's the Craigslist, and I've been I've now been given permission to do this myself. You know, I was explaining last week. A lot of the time, it was uh, the idea was I would allow my girlfriend to handle. This the vetting so, process. Yeah, so there isn't isn't any uh, nonsense. Whereas Alicia, my girlfriend, decided, yeah, she can't do it. Oh, really? She's like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to close the deal. Right. So yeah, she's recognised her human resources skills are lacking. Basically. Right. Basically, and she said, why don't you go ahead and try and set this up, and then come. And then Sorry, we'll, we'll, I'm we'll late to the party. What? Nicholas, you're late to the party. We're going to get your kicked out of this room in a second. Turn your phone off. You're turning this on. It's off. It's Alicia off. and I have been for several months, about six months, now exploring, uh, you know, ex- getting into the sort of, you know, bringing in someone else into the relationship. Oh yeah, okay, cool. A, a female, yeah, I'm following, and possibly down the line, maybe a male, maybe. Holy hell! She's got a mind of p's and q's. Yeah, for and sure. uh, yeah, so it was just basically the process in which I've been following to see how that plays out. Well, oh. We've all been following. Yes. I'm, yeah. following. Yes. I'm now on the, the whole of Bondi. The whole of Bondi yeah. has been following. <laughs> Can you start a blog? <laughs> Maybe a blog? Um, no. I don't I don't want to... Yeah, no, I don't necessarily... Like, I'll talk about this if it gets mentioned, but no, I don't I don't publicly want to document <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> Maybe you will. Step. Put out an open request to the, all of Bondi. Yeah, no. I don't want to do that. I need to I need to have it... It needs to be uh, casual. I want to make it very casual. Fair enough. I'm not turning it into a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey! The radio show bit. Yeah. Come and, yeah. No. no none of that's happening. It's going to be very, it's going to be only up and up. And, mm-hmm. yeah, because I just, uh, the way I figure it is, there's more women in this country than men. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of horny women running around. There's just women everywhere. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of good men as well. But mm-hmm. do you not think you'd have a better men. chance of getting uh, another man than another woman? No, oh yeah, they'd obviously be easier to get another man. Yeah. Than but also, woman. also, you've used the word casual. You said you're going very casual about this. Well, this shows that the word casual is relative because lots of girls out there would not consider you talking about this live on air, talking about them and the vetting process as casual. If, <laughs> ladies, if you're out there, if you end up with me, rest assured I will speak of none of this. Your details will be kept under lock and key. It's all good. Bollocks, we're going to try our hardest to get it out Yeah, we want... I can get a... We're going to slaughter you for it. I'm putting it in the vault. No, you can talk about a vague... Vague things, vagaries and generalities. We don't need to get into specifics, of course. Five minutes ago, you just opened up about catching me masturbating in your bed. Yeah, well, (laughs) why'd you do that? (laughs) Why did you do that? You never explained that. 
just one of those things. Is that your kink? No. Jacking off in other people's beds? I think I was testing the waters. Yeah. in my house. Seeing if that, yeah. You were probably in everybody's bed for He's a time. He's been in though. everyone's house. Yeah, never leave me alone. I had a friend, I had an Irish friend, um, who had a, he, his kink was to masturbate in, at my house, or at, at anybody's <laughs> house, and, oh. then, and then tell the person about it afterwards. Kind of, he, like he would say, um, he'd go, man, I just had a shower. And I was jack. I listen. I was my my back was half out of the shower, and I put the water so it was pouring down my back, and I was just beating it. <laughs> I was just jacking it so hard, man. I got one of your magazines, and I'm like, I, why am I? Why is this conversation happening? <laughs> what? And he's like, no, no, you don't do it. Like he had a real. He was he was a he was a sick bastard. He is a sick bastard, Gavin. He's still out there, still alive, I believe. You and him had the competition as well. We what? The competition. What who could it? last the longest without touching themselves? What? I don't really. I don't remember that. During high school, you and Gavin. I do not remember that at all. Uh, I remember who can stay awake the longest with Harry. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a filmed competition. Yeah, when did when did? I don't remember me and Gavin doing. We couldn't. I wouldn't have lasted half an hour. I think that was the case that you didn't last. You lied and didn't last for, you know, uh, uh, over the day. Uh, mate, I don't know if that because that's that's like the plot of Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. I lied, Jerry. <laughs> Because I'm a liar. I lied to win the contest. So, um, are, are any of you guys down with dogging? Do you whoa, know what dogging uh, is? Dogging, That's no. Fill us in. Here we go. Woof. Right. Dogging originate, or originated in the late 90s in picnic car parks in the UK. Ooh. Yeah, and huh. it's, it started off as something slightly seedy, and then it became a phenomenon. Wow. And basically, people would park up in a picnic car park, <laughs> And then they would flash their lights and, mm-hmm. you know, the audience would turn up and the audience would all sit there watching. Oh, the yeah, yeah. But, but, only what, but only one couple was allowed to be um, getting down to it. All of the others oh. were just spectators. Yeah, it's considered um, bad etiquette if people got carried away and started doing it themselves. Otherwise, actually it, yeah. somebody else was supposed so to be on So it was stage. just a peep show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, otherwise it would be an orgy. Like a spontaneous yeah. oh. car park orgy. Wow. Spon- it's, it's, I guess that probably you were allowed a little bit of manual labour. Mm-hmm. I guess that, you know, in the other cars, that manual labour would be accepted, but you were not allowed to steal somebody else's stage. You weren't Ooh. allowed to burst anybody else's balloon. Hmm. You had to cue politely, I think. Can anyone ever get arrested for that? Is that against the law? Well, I guess it's got to be. Surely there's going to be in, the indecent exposure... There's going to be, you know, I think that there's, there's got to be some implications. It's not really there. indecent if everyone's watching. Yeah, everyone's there for the same it's reason. It's all consensual. Yeah. yeah. The, lo- the local Bobby's there as well, just swinging his thing. Well, well, the first time I saw it was the girlfriend I had at the time. She lived on a farm and was part of the farming community. And halfway down her one and a half mile long drive, where the road turned, there was a picnic car park. We oh. start driving down at nine o'clock at night and you'd see cars flashing and whatever. And we presumed it was just like teenagers smoking weed. Yeah. And so one time we decided to walk down having a look and clearly got very surprised at what we saw. But you were a couple walking into that event. We were a couple walking into that event. So you would have been welcomed with open arms. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Get in the car, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, see, I'm not sure if the, if the etiquette means that you have to turn up and stay in a car or whether actually turning up on foot is kosher. Dogging. Yeah. Never heard of dogging. Nah, nobody else does. Yeah. You'd, you'd think, you'd think if we're, we're the uh, convict backwater degenerates of your nation, we should be into the dogging. You should have created it. Yeah. You should be sending it our way. This is disgraceful. Pick would you, you dog? Pick your game oh, up, yeah. Oh, I know my girlfriend would dog. I don't know if I would dog. I'm not, I'm not no big, uh, I don't like audiences. Exhibitionist. I don't like audiences. I got on the, uh, what's it called? What's that thing called? 
Um, like the not my free cams. Yeah, I got on that. I was on the my. I did the my. I did a my free cams thing one time. Uh huh. Where I was, um, yeah, we're having some sex. It was online, and then they were like, people like it would it would go you know twelve people watching, thirty people, forty five. That, like, it was going up quickly because nice. I guess we were like a new couple that had appeared. And um, yeah, and then, but that was only probably Did, do you four get money minutes. For that? For, I mean, 40 minutes, huh? Did you get tipped for that or whatever? No, no, it was just a, fr- I just was testing. I'm like, what's, what is like? Testing the water. What's yeah. this like? Yeah, what, yeah, what is this? What's this sensation going to be like? And it was, it was interesting. But um, yeah, I th- that's obviously safer because, so it's just over the internet. Yeah, I I don't know. I think theoretically I'd be into it, but practically I wouldn't. Do you think you'd have problems if you were on a porn set and there was five cameras rolling? Oh yeah, yeah. Crew, would you you think they'd need a stunt cock for? for yeah, or drugs. Anything? You know, I think that'd be perfectly meth fine. I'm sure if I got all that, I'd be going buck wild, <laughs> fucking the cameraman. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm not a big. Even when I'm on my own, I have a lot of sexual inadequacy situation. Have you ever heard? You know, there's a uh, premature ejaculation. Yeah. It's the number one. Yeah. Number two, I don't know if it's the politically correct term, but it was called retarded ejaculation. Right. And that's what I have or had, have. Which is where you just can't. It's just, yeah, where you, where you get way too caught up in your own head and, you know, I'm inadequate and this and that. And, and it just never happens. Like, it took me months, took me like six months from when I first to began having once. sex. <laughs> yeah, to, to <laughs> be able to climax. Joke. We'd just stick it in and then I'd pull it out and, you know, get, get finished off orally and uh, whatnot. <coughs> But um, yeah, I was, it was this whole, it's a whole thing. So yeah, I couldn't imagine having a bunch of people surrounded and watching. Paying you to do it. Yeah, yeah. And especially like on Disgusting. a- Disgusting. Yeah. Oh my, I don't know. Be interesting. What do you two think? And you, neither of you two would do it. You two are what? boring. Uh, I, I would do it. I don't mind audiences. Online cams. Fayard. You would not have, s- <laughs> would you have sex in front of a bunch of people? Yeah. Pull your dick out right now. No. The C, there's three of us here and you won't do it. Well, you don't want to see my dick. I would. I've just asked you to pull it out. Oh, all right. Maybe Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Depends. Mm. There you go. You're just, we're just saying pull it out amongst three three buddies here. I don't want to. Yeah, and you're okay, saying right. you're going to fuck your girlfriend, your gorgeous young, with nubile, that's the word, <laughs> nubile <laughs> girlfriend in front of a bunch of fucking strangers in a picnic field. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of your mind, mate. Yeah, possibly not. Yes. Oh, no, I didn't think that one through. <laughs> there you go. And Blake, you wouldn't? Wouldn't have sex in front of yeah. people. No. In the right situation. Mm. Maybe in a place like uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah, you know, in a different country. Where the mood is right. Yeah. After it's, but it's also the thing after you've watched other people do it. Yeah. Like if, you, if it was like a sex show and then some people had sex and then they go, hey, let's get a couple up here and a couple goes up and another couple... Then they go, anybody else? Then you'd probably go, ah, why not? Like an open mic for fucking. Yeah. Hey, there's an idea. That is an idea. Yeah. I don't know who would who'd be down for it, but I'll be there. I'll sign off. <laughs> I'll sit in the back with a trench coat on. and. I'm sure, yeah, there'd be a lot of sign-ups, but not a lot of <laughs> attendance. Well, there's a thing in um, America called, uh, they do nake up, naked stand-up comedy huh. in New York. Does everyone yeah. have to be naked in the room? Uh, like no, the just, the, the just the performers. Oh, okay, cool. Just the performers. And there was this whole debate about whether or not it's a legitimate form of comedy. Because yeah. people are saying that all these girls would go and do it and all the and everyone's watching them because they're naked. Mm-hmm. Not but because of the content. Not, yeah, of the not because of the comedy. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I, I, 
and then other people would do it and it's like it's not real comedy you're just there naked mm-hmm. you know and if you're a big fat guy that's there naked you you just like oh look at look at my big dick look at my tiny balls and yeah and that's the end of the show yeah you're just naked on stage mm. but yeah I see I, I don't know maybe I do that it's just a, can I gi- watch a you? gimmick can I come watch why not boss why not, sir? I think why? I've just grown a new kink. Why not? We were talking several weeks ago about uh, nudist beaches. Mm-hmm. Nudist, uh. nudist beaches are around here, but mm-hmm. they say that, um, yeah, they're filled with old old raggedy bones. Saggy balls, old saggy rink- boobs. Yeah, old wrinkly, cl- wrinkly clams. And Did you um, end up going that live beach play? The, the nude, nude beach? Nude beach? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Was it good? It was all right. <laughs> That's exciting. All Good right. news, everybody. Yeah. What, what beach? When, which beach? When did you go to a beach? It was near Botany Bay. Kong Wong. Kong Wong Beach. Yeah. If anyone's out there, there's a place called Kong Wong Bay, just near Kong Wong Beach. And it's a nudist beach, I believe. Or at least people are there naked. Did you go there naked? I did. Did you get your cock out? I did. Were you on your own? No. Who were you with? With a person. A lady? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. All right, fair enough. Just so we know we're on the same page, yeah. Did you catch people looking at you? No. Uh, looking at you? No, everyone, there's not much eye contact on the beach. Right. And uh, what I learned there was the etiquette was if you're starting to get a little bit of a chub, go you head in, yeah, you go, to, you go in for a splash. You jump in the water to cool down. So, or, so yeah. did you catch people getting a bit of a chub? For Saw a few people <laughs> just strolling into the water. I'm like, are they going for a swim or are they going to finish themselves off? Was it a good, uh, was the quality good or was it a l- mostly old people? Mostly old people. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, not much eye contact. Not many people are looking. I don't think people are there to look at naked people. No, they're there to be naked. To be naked. Yeah, presumably. Yeah. Well, that's not why I'd be there. No. It's old people. Yeah. 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 So, should we jump into a topic? Let's jump into a topic. Now, you sent me the Logies Award about Wiley I lead. Walid Ali, Walid Ali, winner of the Logies. Now his speech was quite interesting, but did you did you catch him with the little bit of a coke reference? No, making the cocaine reference. I did not. I'm sure it was because there was this murmur in the crowd, a few people awkwardly laughing as the ca- camera cut away. But he was sitting there saying, "Now I want to keep this short because a lot of the kids would like to go to bed, and a lot of the people here." And then he stopped himself and said, would like to, you know, get into... And then he paused and said, stuff. And the camera was on him and quickly cut away, but you can see him go and rub his finger across the top of his nose. Ah. And then everyone awkwardly laughed. He goes, no, no, I just mean the first carbohydrate in like six months. And then continued on with the speech. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's no surprise. Right. I, don't, I don't know how anybody could get through the Logies. Or almost any awards ceremony without being completely off their fucking head. Yeah. Because it's all, oh, unless you're one of those people that likes the smell of their own farts and it's all... The self-aggrandizing. Yes. Because the, lo- like, again, I didn't know the Logies were on until... They were over. Until they were over, exactly, yeah. Oh, I, d- I remember when it was announced, there was a big blow-up about Waleed Ali being nominated. It wasn't a big blow-up, but he'd been nominated. The Today Show or some morning show made a joke about... That he was only nominated because he's Muslim. Yes, but it's, I guess it was ac- it was an actual joke. It wasn't like an ang- angry, angry comment mm. under the guise of a joke. And uh, then every, you know all the outraged people got outraged. But blah, the blah, 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 part of his speech was about that, though. Yeah, sort of, and that, that's what I read. It was silence the critics, and he brought up there was some apparently a guy named um, Musafa. Mu- Mu- 
Mufasa? Mufasa. No, Mustafa. Mustafa. Yeah. I was thinking Mufasa because that's Lion King. Mm. Yeah. Which, and I don't, that story, because what he said was, yeah, that he was dedicating it to a guy whose name was Mustafa and saying that this Mustafa works in Australian entertainment and he had, this Mustafa had to change his name because if he kept the name Mustafa, he never would have worked. And he's in this very room. Yeah. And it turned out to be one of the guys, a guy named Tyler aka Mustafa from what's that what's that new show the Habibs Here Come the Habibs If you're on a show called Here Come the Habibs I think being named Mustafa isn't going to really affect your Yes I could be wrong cuz I again I don't pay a, a gigantic amount of attention to television entertainment and the politics and this and that but yeah we we had Fat Pizza on over 10 years ago there were tons of characters from on there called Muhammad and yeah, yeah, for sure. Although like, those shows were a um, satire, so's the hubby, but but a yeah. satire of their own um, culture. Even if it were, I just don't, s- I don't see how Mustafa is. Maybe it is. Maybe is Australian entertainment run by crotchety old racists who are like. Yeah. Oh, we don't want. See, this guy is a hell of an actor. Pity his name isn't Tyler, because it's Mustafa. We don't. We don't want Mustafa. We want Tyler. But anyway, that's what Waleed said. That that's. And wh- and then Waleed wins a Logie. His name's Waleed. Yeah. Waleed Ali. Yeah. He wins a Logie. I don't Good. know. Something's going on. I don't know what's going on. He's Did you watch the full speech? S- no, I watched snippets. No. The fir- It was a very long speech. It was about I know. twelve minutes speech. The first five minutes was about his, you know, thanking everybody, this and that. And he was tiptoeing around the idea of saying, I'm a Muslim winning this award. Okay. Again, why does him being a Muslim have to do, have anything to do with anything? Why is he talking about, this is the thing I find interesting about it. Because I agree with him on a lot of things. I find him interesting. He's a very intelligent person, very well read. Um, And yet the whole... He is. He seems to play this part of the Muslim apologist, and mm-hmm. I'm. The, look at me. I'm the moderate. He doesn't say it, but it's the the impression is he's the moderate Muslim, yes. and he's uh, he's you know he's fine. So you look at him and you go, you can't have a problem with Islam because there's Walid Ali who's a Muslim, yes. and look how intelligent he is and all the rest of it. And I don't like that's it's it's a weird. I don't even know if it's necessarily his fault. Is he actually a practicing Muslim? Yeah. Yes. Really. Yeah, he's he got his wife wears the hijab and to all that be kind of stuff. Practicing any kind of religion. What's that? I don't. I just he strikes me as a person that's kind of you know above the level of being stupid enough yeah. to actually follow a religion. Well, yeah, but that's why I find the whole thing sort of interesting because if there was someone who's again like say Andrew Bolt or um, who who else? Well, like even what's who was that guy's name? Pell, George Pell, like someone yeah. who's overly Christian. And they and they want to talk about being Christian, or they want to defend the the ills of Christianity because they are Christian. People, it sickens people, it annoys people, and they're like, "Look, just because you want to believe in it, it you don't get an inherent po- bit of respect. You don't. We don't get to just revere you. Like religion isn't just a thing that gets automatic reverence. Not anymore. By, by virtue of the fact, yeah, well, exactly. And it only did because you'd get your fucking head chopped off mm. for thousands of years if you wouldn't if you didn't revere it. Yeah. That's why it's a dangerous thing. That's why religion is a, it's a dangerous thing. A lot of the time when people are, they put their religion on par or even above their citizenship or mm-hmm. like other forms of their self-identity. That's the kind of stuff I find interesting. And I don't know with, with Mr. Ali, mm-hmm. Walid Ali. All I know is that so often when the topic of Islam comes up, he's there 
to sort of talk about how ignorant everybody is mm-hmm. when they talk about Islam. Yeah. And it's like, all right, but are we, so everybody's entirely wrong. And it's always, no, 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 we're not. A, but what I'm here to focus on is the areas where you are wrong yes. or you are misinformed. And I don't know. Well, Waleed, what do you think, Nick? I'm suspicious of the fellow. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, someone like John Oliver say he had an underlying religion of whatever it is, Scientology. I'd kind of then just dismiss a lot of shit he said. Well, I'm starting to get... Do you ever get the impression, and this could be controversial, but you know a lot of this, you know, the terminology that's bandied about is social justice warriors, mm-hmm. yeah. or regressive left, um, these kinds of things. That I've heard it described that this, and, and then the way that a lot of people flock to the um, progressive banner or the social justice banner, it is a form of... A, it's a form of religion, Yes. It's a non-spiritual religion and they've repl- they've replaced original sin with white guilt. This idea of an inherited thing that came down from our ancestors that you can't control and yet you are responsible for, you carry the burden of mm-hmm. and you must can um engage in actions that will start to, you know, purify you, you know, make you less of the evil that you were born with, you know. If if it's a yeah, mm. it's a Christian then you blah 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 you, you we're all sinful. You'll go fight for climate change. Yeah, or fight or fight against oppressed minorities and fight against oh. this and fight against that, which, yes, these are all things that you... Sh- it's not that you shouldn't not do them, but the way... It's more the... Uh, yeah, the, the vitriol yeah. and the viciousness and the poison that, that a lot of people who are on the side of goodness, you know, gay marriage... Like, that's about, say, gay marriage. Like, if you're not for... And I'm for gay marriage. Mm-hmm. But if you're not for gay marriage... To a lot of these people, you are a gay-hating... You're a bigot. Bigot, yeah. Like, you could go, I don't believe gay people should be discriminated in any way. My only opinion is that marriage is between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. For a lot of these people, they go, like, well, you're a gay-hating piece of fucking shit. Like, not only yeah. just you're a big... They will get... They'll froth at the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll start hitting you with a cane and yeah. need to get shot with a BB gun <laughs> across the room. What do you think that's for? What do you think that's from? The anger at... Not minor issues, but the anger at... Like not following the social construct of the or the social uh, contract of SJWs. Um, I think it's, I think yeah, it has become because it's all a form of everybody wants. A lot of people feel because you look at a lot of the people who are belong to that group or the ones that give it the bad reputation. They are usually the most you know socially awkward or mm-hmm. or socially outcasted sort of people yep. or people that don't feel like they fit in. And here's a group that has allowed them to fit in. But at the same time, a lot of these people are, they're, they're either straight assholes or they have just sort of, you know, shitty human, like, you know, they're flawed. Like, they we're all flawed. Mm-hmm. And yet, a lot of this social justice stuff that gets pushed is pushed under the guise of, well, we're just, you know, it's just common sense. Like, you have to do this because it's, it's good and it's right and it's proper. So, therefore, f- you know, doing less, you know, unethical things to opponents of mm-hmm. that progression and change is justified. Yeah, that's that's the interesting thing where it comes down to where, and there's a lot of videos that have been creeping up, especially overseas in America at these universities where people will storm in and try and interrupt discussions and uh, you know speakers that will come in to speak, and people will go in and they'll go, you, the, your, what you're talking is hate speech. Yes. So therefore, we're allowed to shut you down. We're allowed to scream at you. We're allowed to pull the you know fire alarm and mm-hmm. celebrate when the whole hall gets evacuated. And you can't speak today. Because what you were going to speak is hate speech. Yes. We're using our free speech to shut down your hate speech. 
And then people go, well, what's hate speech? And you get into a whole confusing sort of a confusing sort of a world. And that's, that's yeah. That's really common with the Milo Yiannopoulos. Yes. His, uh, the Magical Fag Tour, I believe he dangerous called it. Faggot. The Dangerous Faggot the Tour. The Dangerous Faggot Tour, yes. He was shut down at a lot of universities for what he wanted to talk about. And in most of his university, in most of his speeches, if you watch them, it's a very open platform of discussion. And when people do disagree with him, he's willing to have a conversation. But yeah, and a lot of what people say is, and I've read this a lot, that people go, "Well, people like Milo, are they and um, who would be another person? Like, say, even Sam Harris, because mm-hmm. he talks a lot about Islam, um, that they are professional agitators, yeah, and they are intentionally offensive. And these are people. It's like." They want it, They just want the right who, to go around and, and offend people and, and actually say offensive things. You know, is that okay? Is it okay if somebody, you know, should you allow somebody to, if you're walking down the street, sh- is it the right for someone to walk up to you and start, you know, abusing your mother mm-hmm. and saying, you know, you know, mother's a whore or something, screaming it in <laughs> your face and you've just got to take it because that's their free speech. Where does that come to a line? And it's basically, yeah, when you're, when one free speech is suppressing or oppressing another, Mm-hmm. So, if yeah, to, to to someone wants to hire out a hall and then talk about how they want to say faggot and nigger and every offensive word under the sun, that's f- like the idea is again where and at the empowering of offense and to be offended. Yeah, that's that's where it's a dangerous thing because ultimately, if there's a, someone standing in a room yelling those words or saying how great is this to say those words, that ultimately has no power. Mm-hmm. It's just words. But when you when you equate hate speech and all that kind of stuff with violence, and it's saying you know you're attacking people with your words and this and that, then you are giving that you're making that yeah you're making that dangerous and you're almost putting it in the same realm as physical violence. Right. So before I shoot off, then let me just throw a spanner networks. Hit me. Is it okay to project that kind of voice using music? Let's take the Sex Pistols for example. Let's take gangster rap. You know what I mean? It, does it is it then just words, or you know, are they using music, you know, instead of violence or whatever? Um, well, that's a good question. Like I believe that again, and and l- until it physically comes to violence, or until it physically comes to uh, you know a threat, hostility. But even then, it's an interesting thing because there are numerous rappers, like you meant to mention, who will. Uh, will say like, yeah, I'm gonna kill this fucking guy, you know. And if you come to me, I s- the lyrics will be, I swear to God, I'll kill you. You, you know, better have a seizure yeah. before I. Turn this is up, not yeah. a yeah. This isn't a joke. They could say in the lyrics, don't even think that these are just lyrics. These are real. I'm gonna murder you and your children. And then they get away with it because it's artistic. I'm in your backyard. And it's um yeah, that that is an interesting line to to pull. So does putting a parental explicit lyrics sticker on something does that suddenly change Fuck the no. social acceptance or something? No, uh, not at all. No, that's just yeah, trying to protect the children. All that old, you know, that old chestnut. Think of the children. On somebody, please. <laughs> Some Catholic church will ban it. Yeah, but that's an interesting. But no, I've because there is yeah, like the old eighties punk rock and stuff. They they, they use it as a vehicle. They would yeah. use the music as a vehicle, and for, they loved uh, for saying and yeah. They lo- and even in interviews and stuff. I think I was listening to a thing recently with uh, what's his name Johnny Rotten, one yeah. of, one of those guys, and he was going, uh, you know, I'd love to kill this, uh, you know, the prime minister at the time. I'd love to kill this guy. I want. I'd love to kill that guy if I had the opportunity. And, and the reason I was watching is because he mentioned he'd love to kill Jimmy Savile. Ah, and, really? and he sort of was like Jimmy Savile he's a, he's a hypocrite and he was sort of like yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. that a lot of people knew back then what actually he was getting up to being a prolific child fucker um, 
but yeah, the idea of uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's well, interesting enough because you used the word antagonist. What was what was your exact word? That there's people out there that are political antagonists. Uh, yeah, uh, agitators. Agitators. Yeah, because Steve Jones. If you've got to watch the Filth and the Fury, a documentary on the Sex Pistols, and Steve Jones, the bass player, says the very last line of the documentary is that we were only around for twelve months, but the impact we had in that twelve months, we basically achieved everything we set out to achieve, which was to upset as many people as we possibly could. Yeah. So they set out there to to upset people. So yeah. so you know rather so that, you know is it not similar the the people who would buy into that are the people that would invest their money into the sex pistols. So what's the difference between buying an album that has these words or not or going into a room? It's both consensual. You're either going into a room to listen to someone shout hatred through choice or you buy the CD where they're shouting hatred. Both both are through choice. Both yeah, exactly. Are, you know th- you've invested um, yourself in either of those decisions. Very, very good. Food for thought, Boston. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of the same thing with like with a lot of and where most of that rage comes from, even like, uh, like say like hip hop or rap, punk rock or whatever the kind of thing is. When the rage is whatever it is, if it's expressed in a violent terminology, it's usually in response to a, another kind of violence yeah. that they're that they're witnessing. So like if there was somebody who's who's saying like you know I'd love to kill say back in the day you know George Bush, George Bush needs to be killed or whatever. Their, their, their rage is coming from the fact that George Bush is participating in a war that's actually killing people. Yeah. So that's where their rage is coming from. So you wouldn't then go, oh, you can't say you're going to kill George Bush, but you can say you're for a war or an action that's killing hundreds of thousands of people. Of course. For instance. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so... No, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And for the record, I think we should kill George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting oh. it out there. <laughs> Right. These are just I'm words. No, I'm out of here. Goodbye, Boston. Before we get any too Nice to see you. Lukey, you brought up a really good point last. It's just words, people. Yes. About six shows ago, when we were talking about the 2GB host and his indigenous remarks. Uh, Alan Jones, Alan Jones and how and we needed more stolen generations. Yeah, and you brought up a good point where we were battering back and forth. Is this recording? Yeah. Whether, oh, fuck yeah. Whether I it was, did it. Whether it was exactly. right saying that or not, it opens the floor to the discussion. Yeah, exactly. If you agitate or stir around the pot enough, it's going to bring up the ability to have the discussion, whether or not the person who started it is right or not. At least we're talking about it now. Of and course. You've said to me before about, I think it was Bill Burr or someone had mentioned that things like comedy were the masseuses of society where where society gets knots and hard points that we need to talk about, mm. it's comedians' jobs to put pressure on that and bring attention to an issue that people do need to talk about. Yeah. So as offensive as something can be, at least the item's getting discussed now because with the SJW crowd, everyone wants to hush around the idea and not talk about it and go, no, 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 like we just don't discuss this. Mm. Where someone that's a little more flamboyant or aggressive or agitating about the subject brings to light other opinions and brings to light perspective and multiple ways of talking about an issue. And I think that that's... So you can be offensive, but be as fen- uh, as offensive as you can if no one's talking about it. Yeah, exactly. And th- but the, the issue is a lot of the time, this is why I feel there are... And there are people like Sam Harris and... Um, Milo. Milo. And, and Christina Hoff-Summers. There's lots of different people who are pushing back against this regressive left... This kind of a thing that people because it's it's an infantilization of language and of the world because yes. like you said these 
topics, whether it's the stolen generation or asylum seekers or war or inequality or, or racism, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. A lot. It's not, you know, there's no black and white. There's ironically. <laughs> yes. There's shades of gray and blue and green. And uh, yeah, to just to not be able to have the conversation and to even when people say something a little insensitive, um, to that to just shut it down or to go oh well, or to a lot of people also they won't even if they don't jump on you straight away they've made a little mental note in their head they're like oh he's he he called like he said like when we're talking about black people he was like and then them boys it's like mm. boys is a that's that's a bit insensitive I'll put that in my head yeah and then if we get and then if this conversation gets heated. I'll bring up and go, well, oh, you're someone who says boys. I bet you go home and say the N-word over and over mm-hmm. again while you're beating your wife. You know, that and that people were very so quick to uh, to just, because it's easy. If you can distill something down to a good and evil, a right and wrong, um, an us and them, mm-hmm. then the world seems it's that binary logic world. You split it into two. You go, I'm on this side and they're the other side. That's the enemy. And that's my life. And that's simple. That's how I feel, you know, with conspiracy theorists or with 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 all sorts of things. It's there's us and them. There's right me. or wrong. Yeah, there's right or wrong. There's what's black, there's white, it's hard, it's cold. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's like down. we've seen with a lot of people, if you're on the right side of the argument, and believe me, with a lot of these issues, there is a right side of the argument that doesn't give you credence to be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't give you the ability to be aggressive about your point to be to portray the same characteristics of the thing that you're vilifying. Yeah. There's a lot of... Yeah, because it's like no one... Every, uh, yeah, when everyone... And a lot of people do this, and I, yeah, I do the same thing a lot sometimes, is when you learn something, you kind of act like you've always known it. Yeah. And then you meet someone who doesn't know it, and you're like, oh, oh you fucking God. God, let me explain this to you. Oh, my God. And you don't remember that 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 was once you. Yeah. And either, either you may have gone and figured it out on your own. That's why you're like, oh, I figured this out on my own. Like, oh, why don't I have to tell this fucking retard? And yet, yeah, we're all. Everyone's just collectively. That's how I look at it a lot. Like, try to look at it a lot of the time. Is yeah, these people don't understand. And also, I don't understand. But you know, here's the way I kind of see it. And mm. then hopefully try to figure that thing out in the middle. If there's something they don't know, something I don't know. One of the most um, can't well, argue on the internet, man, because everyone no. just acts like they have every fucking well, answer. Well, prior to when we were really into the internet, when we were going through high school, the we went to a Christian school, and it almost became the trend or the popular um, denomination to rebel against religion and say, you know religion's bullshit um, because yeah. of A, B, and C, and D. And when someone would say, oh, you know, I'm a praying person, you'd be like, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah. how dare you, like, hate religion for all these amount of reasons that I just read on the internet a week ago. Yeah, there was, a, yeah, that was, that was the period of um, when, like, Dawkins, Hitchens, and Harris yeah. first mm-hmm. dropped all their books and we were about 15, 16. And there was that. And I think I went through that. And I think a lot of people went through that as the, like what is now mocked, like mm. the militant atheist. Yeah. The like, you believe in God? Oh my God. Like that. Yeah. There's no, this, they've got all the answers. Yeah. And, you know, that, that kind yeah. of like nothing's unfathomable. Whereas we, we know with fucking, or well, we don't know, but you couldn't know for certain based on quantum mechanics and different dimensions and subatomic realms and all this kind of stuff that we now know exists. We don't know what's going on. Oh, it's ridiculous to assume that, 
you know, because of someone's lineage, we need to listen to them, or because of somebody's beliefs, or the Buddhists know something, or the Christians know something. Like, it's all a shell game. It's all fucking bullshit. No one knows anything. We're defined by experience, or at least our own personal experience. It's funny, though. Uh, the After reading those books in early high school, late high school, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, now I'm going to be a militant atheist. And I was, briefly. Mm. And then I, then I it makes you feel good, doesn't it? It does. It makes you feel so you good. You're like, I'm you better asshole. than you. Which you realize is ironically exactly what the religious yeah, exactly. people are doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I came to that realization. And then maybe, maybe about four years ago now, Dean came over to me and he's like, "Dude, have you read these books?" And he had like all of them, <laughs> and he was slowly going through them. And he's like, "Man, I love, I love Hitchens. He's so good. The Hitch slap." I'm like, "Dude, I spent like three years watching every YouTube video and reading all the books." And he's like, man, I'm just so sick of religion. I'm like, Dean, no, no, don't do that. Dean, don't, don't. Yeah. But again, you, everyone, we all got to go through it. But it, it's yeah. like it's... And his neck beard grew out in oh, the fedora. Man. He was <laughs> getting the top crazy. Of his hat. Yeah. The, the, uh, and the distinction is, like, that I make now is, yeah, if, when people talk about, and we don't have to get it next week, we've got 10 minutes or so. But this thing of, when people say God, mm-hmm. God is just like going, fluff. Yeah. It's like, I believe in... No one knows what is. We could all... Everyone has their own little individual subjective idea of what is. You could be a Christian and you... And then another Christian next to you and you both still have a different idea of... (laughs) So, um, yeah, so you can shit on... You can go the Christian God. There's no evidence for Muslim, Abrahamic or polytheist. You can go through any of the claims. Anything Mm -hmm. that's a claim you can go through and scientifically challenge and like that's what life is, is debating and discussing and all and discussing all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but the thing of you know order like why is there order to the universe why you know what came before the big bang these the, the unanswerable questions that are still unanswerable it's fine to go yeah it could be some something crazier than us that's, <laughs> yeah it could be <laughs> but, but once you say but for some people is this thing that exists in our world, created us, has a plan for us, has a bunch of rules, interacts with us, creates miracles, and then someone else <laughs> is just this unbelievably complicated thing that kicked off the Big Bang and then did nothing else yeah. in our universe. <laughs> Sounds good. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want to say God because you go say to the God. Church of <laughs> <laughs> did you know that in uh, New Zealand, mm-hmm. the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is That's from New Zealand? No, I'm just in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I believe it was started in America as a joke. Yep. But uh, in New Zealand, they can now conduct weddings. The Church of God. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, his noodly appendage, yeah. is able to conduct ceremonies, re- religious wedding ceremonies. Wow. Yeah. Someone we were painting with this weekend, Devon, he is actually- Is he a pastafarian? He, no, he is a minister of the Church of New Life. And he can legally conduct marriages. I don't believe that. Mm, he got for in on an Irish website for forty five dollars. He got his ministry, and they it's printed out a certificate. There's no way that's real. Apparently, it is. Yeah, but that's Devon. Devon. <laughs> that's what Devon says. I, well, I don't know if I trust trust the claims of Devon. Yeah. For wedding, wedding, whatever. I wouldn't. You know what I always wanted to be was a justice of the peace. A JP. How cool does that name? JP JP sounds like J Peterman. I feel like yeah. it'd be really annoying after a while. I but have you, like, you signed my document? Yeah, the real, the, yeah, the reality of. But a justice of the. It sounds like it's a badass title. Yeah, like a superhero. Yeah, you're gonna call on the justice of the pe- like 
let's assemble the justices of the peace. Have you ever been to a JP? Yes. They're not. It's like it's just a lady. Hello. It's, it's a slower version of the RTA. Yeah, it's just a lady. <laughs> but but that's a cool name. Yeah. What's the, would would anything stop you if you were a JP from dressing up like a fucking? No, I'd go to costumes every. I'd be yeah. in a costume every day. Yeah. Just t- and telling people. Yeah. Stand back. I am the justice. Oh, JP coming through. Yeah. You could just find a criminal and beat him to death with a piece of cinder block. Yeah. And then when you go to court, you'd I'm the say, justice I'm of the yeah. JP. Yeah. And yeah. the judge would bow at you and. Justice of the peace. Because there's a different kind of justice, I guess. You know, there's like justice, justice, whatever. It's also a term. It doesn't just mean you are justice. Yeah. I don't know. Nick, I wanted to get into one last thing before we wrap up the show. Yeah. What's going on with you and <laughs> the other Bondi Beach guys? You're having a feud. Not really. It's not a feud. I've heard about this feud. We've got to talk about it. It's not a feud. Interrelated politics. They are. station. I was sent something from some guy. A yeah. wordy email. A wordy email. Wordy email. I wasn't sent a wordy email, but I was sent a screenshot. Of, of the... Of you. You're at war. No war. Let's talk about it. Let's talk oh, about they're it. coming in in like an hour. Or two. Yeah, hey, these the I don't know their names. Oh, Heckle no. and Jekyll. The basically, guys basically the story. Goes. Run the station when Chris is. We in did here. a we did a um, uh, festival down at Bondo, and I filmed some stuff, mm. and I put out a video to Chris's YouTube. Yep, and that's what done. And now Dante wanted all the the background sort of. Videos, uh, all all the cuts, all the original files, which is like six to seven gig, and I just been a bit lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so this boils down to you just being a bit lazy. Yeah, well, I'd, uh, just been busy, and like I don't have a hard drive that fits sixty seven gig anymore, and I have to go get one. And then anyway, result is they're coming here with a hard drive, and I'm going to give them the. the oh, you meeting up with? So this is resolved. Oh yeah, yeah. It was never really like I thought we we're gonna. This was gonna end in no. a kind of a battle. No, no. Because there was a lot of uh, Nicholas. Yeah, I know. There was like a um, like I'm gonna break your thumbs kind of a vibe. Oh no, not that quite bad. That's what I was <laughs> actually, getting. Actually, they're actually quite nice people. They seem like nice people. Yeah. But you could, well, you know, in the uh, in the impression you get, but the if you looked at them, they could look like well, dangerous people. Oh, no, they're they're great people. They look like um. They look like they'd work for Tuco from Breaking Bad. They're Latino, aren't they? Are they? Oh, that explains why they look like they'd work for Tuco. Is that racist? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I think we've gone through this the whole show. Huh? I don't know. I don't know what we've gone through. All right. Well, as long as there's no... No, we don't need to wrap up the show yet. What's going on here? No, you two. I'm. No, this isn't happening. (laughs) This happens every week where someone else besides the fucking host decides when the show's over. Show isn't over yet. We haven't done any of our topics. We started Wally Lee. We didn't get into that. We had Johnny Depp is a giant fag. Shut up! Yeah. Sorry, we're just discussing the ending. All right, so what were you... So We're not ending. The double dissolution. The show's never ending. We're heading into an, we're in an election cycle right now, gentlemen. Have you been paying attention? Uh... 
Uh, only uh, the only thing I've seen so far is uh, <laughs> Tony Abbott down at Manly Wharf at four thirty in the morning handing out pamphlets. Did yeah. you see him? Did you Tony physically Abbott. see him there? No, I saw a photo of him. Uh, Did you say Tony Abbott? Yeah, Tony Abbott. He's, he's back. Well, he was always he was always there. He's still got his seat. Yeah, he wants to keep his seat, so he got down there at four thirty a.m. <laughs> with pamphlets. There wasn't many people there. No, it was just him. Oh, really? <laughs> just standing there in this blue tracksuit. Wow, that would have been speedos. Because this this is a great op- this is a great opportunity that if we're on top of it, we could get some good. Because this is the time when politicians need to pretend like they give a shit. So they they are going to public events. They're going to places. I remember last election, me and Grassy, David, my friend, our friend, good yes. good man, were having beers, um, in the city, and the gr- and some local guy was there. And he was just, like you said, he was just standing there with pamphlets on his own. And he was the local member. Like, he's the actual guy. And we watched him for hours because he was across the road from the pub. He was grifting. Yeah, he was just like, hey, but only, you know, maybe half a dozen people talked to him. But he was just there. Just a regular guy. Cameras out? Huh? Cameras taking no. snapshots? No, no one cared. He was just some some guy. No one's going to vote below the line. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too much. <laughs> Do you vote below the line? Well, I think we have tick to all those now. asshole boxes. No, nah, not all. Of, all I don't know. They well, said no, now we can tick up to six. That's the new rules. What? Yeah, they've changed the rules. That's why we're no, having no, the election the, on that really long ballot sheet. You can go above the line and just like yeah. mark one box. No, no, no. no. Now you can mark six. The whole box down below the line. The new rules are you can mark six above the line. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. But like, yeah. I've never voted below the line because I get in there thinking, yeah, I'm going to do that, and then I pull that sheet out. And I'm like, oh, who do I want my forty third no. preference to go to? I don't know. Yeah. I just don't care. Forty third or my forty fourth. Maybe we should care, but I just don't. No. Well, I'm not voting anything for House of Reps or whatever it is because my I live in a really strong liberal seat, so it doesn't yeah. matter who I vote for. But in the Senate, so I. I think That's I'm, what just they say, go, Luke. I'm just going to go, every vote counts, man. But in the Senate, I'm going to vote for like animals, Great. drugs, and like the secular party. Not the sex party. And the sex... Well, there's six. I can vote up to six. Get the sex party in there. So maybe some sex. I don't, I, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to look at the sex party. They could be... They could be social justice warriors yeah, in they, disguise. They, they could just like slip in a new thing into their website where it's like, oh yeah, um, we hate drugs now. Or something, And you don't really know. Yeah. Vote to vote. What? Yeah. So you, have, you have to check these things. You have to check what they're actually promising, what they're promoting. Like, because they do change. Yeah, exactly. And you don't... Yeah, I'd like... Because the main, the main parties, I know where they all stand. That's why I don't want to vote for any exactly. of them. So what does this double dissolution mean now for us? Well, Blake, what it means yeah. is they've dissolved the Senate. So that's what a double dissolution means. Double yeah. penetration. Yeah. In the, if, they, if you just called a normal election, we would have still had the old Senate and they would have still had the same problems. Because the problem is the government can't pass legislation because of all the crossbenches. Yes. And they said that the, all this reason why there's too many crossbenches is because the old Senate voting rules was that, you know, w- vote one above the line. And then they would all make all these deals in the back room. So one of the minor parties would always get in as opposed to Labour and Liberal or Green. Yep. So Turnbull said, I want to pass this thing. They couldn't pass it. Then he goes, all right, fuck it. And then they, that's like, they've done it before several times. I thought Goff was the last time, but they've done it heaps. Like, what's his name? Bob Hawke did it. But you can dissolve different houses of parliament. He's dissolved the Senate and basically said, yeah, I can't run the government. So now we're going to have another big election. Put everybody in. Everybody's going to have to vote again. 
and we'll have a new Senate. So we could have, you know, majority liberal or like, there will probably, like people like Jackie Lambie, they say we'll probably get back in just because she's polling well in Tasmania. She's so mm-hmm. stupid. So she'll get back in. But people like Ricky Muir will probably get out. He'll what about our mate Xenophon? Xenophon will get in. So he's still, uh, he's still got his party. He put a party together. So in South Australia, he'll be battling um, liberal and labor. For he dip- seems like a really cool guy. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. I like, I like Nick. Fayard and Xenophon. Thanks. Um, they say the... Yeah, and the election will probably be won in New South Wales, from what I've read. But um, in all the... Because it, basically, it's like Labor needs to win the 21 seats. Liberal just can hold... They can lose 20 seats and they'll still stay in power. Yep. So Labor need to go to all the areas where that they lost at the last election. A lot of that was in the southwest, places that had been Labor for like 30 years and stuff, and fight and try and get all those kinds of seats back. It's all going to be a bunch of nonsense. The Liberals will probably just scrape in, but the Senate is where it'll be interesting. That's why I said I only really care about that. I'm going to mm-hmm. vote. Legalize the drugs, take care of the animals, yep. stop giving religious people lots of power. What's the animal party? Um, is that the Greens? No, I think it's like Animal Welfare Party or something. Yeah, fair I enough. don't actually like... I just know there is an Animal Welfare Party. Mm-hmm. Probably vote for them. I hope they're not funded. I'm going to look into that because if they're voted by PETA... Do you know PETA kill 99% of the animals that they rescue? Because they consider domestication worse than um, death. Wow. Yeah. They consider at like a, an animal interacting with a human is worse than the animal just being dead. Yeah. Gentlemen! Yeah, it's pretty ugly. We are getting to the end of the film. I'd like to thank Nicholas, Blake, Thanks. and Boston. Boston, when he was here. Sat in again. He, he hangs around for a while, doesn't he? Yeah, he likes the fence. Yeah. He was abandoned. His show had no one in here. Oh. How, would you, how oh. did you go, Blake? You were on the, f- on the show before with Boston. We had a quick little chat. Yeah? Yeah. Was he upset that his crew wasn't here? He seemed a little down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he had a crew. Yeah, he has uh, usually Gina... And Kira. Are they the interns? They are. Yeah. <laughs> why does he get interns? Oh. I want interns on my show. You He's doing why. it. Boston's hustle and yeah. bustle. Yeah. Boston's. Uh, yeah. Boston gives it to him nice. Nice and deep. There we Allegedly. Gentlemen. All right. That's another show. Where is the next show? That's another week's showdown. We might try and get Phil in next week if he's here. He is. He'll, he'll be here this weekend. Yeah, will he be here on the Tuesday, though? I don't know. We'll we'll have have All right, well. I'll have to ask him. Ladies and gentlemen, what is this? What is this? It says what it is. Yeah. Is this what it is or what it does? Yeah. I don't like that song. Not a fan? No. Um. Yeah, if Phil... We could even try and do a pre-recorded and get Phil in. Because he may go back to New Zealand. But he might stink. You know St- what I'm saying? He stinks it up. Yeah. Things on ice. Oh, so Luke can change the going out track, but I can't. Yeah, Luke's the boss. Yeah, but it all shit rolls downhill from Luke. <laughs> I had some. I had a good idea for right it. I wanted to play the track from uh, Train Spotting, but you know, whatever. Damn, it's a good track. Hang yeah, on. Instead, we have to get <laughs> Rick Rolled for the end it's of the it's show. It's not Rick Rolled. It's I'm being Rick. This is Rick Astley lights out. Cause that's because it is it is the end of the show. Um, next week, what's going on? on the empty streets, join us next week on the fence. Goodbye. We'll talk about more disgusting things. Bye. Hubbard, Hubbard, Hubbard. We'll get racist.
I won't be here. Sexist. You'll be here because Luke, because Harry won't be here. Is Harry perfect? still not here? No, he's two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, God, is this still recording? It. Yeah. All right, cool. That means I have to get up. All right, again. Everyone, it's all right. Surveillance party's not here again. Can we? I don't know. I'm con- contacting Chris this week. We got to get a new. This is in uh, Ibiza on the Disco Biscuits. <laughs> well, so I'm contacting someone because this getting up at this time is retarded. The stage a lock in. Lock in? Lock in. But my show's soon. You can't lock me out. We'll lock ourselves in. Not a big fan of the Ashley. I like this song. You can get fucked. Goodbye, people. See you.